0: We've been following the Apostle Paul on his second missionary journey, and we have seen him ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ in Asia Minor, called across the Aegean to Macedonia, and then down into Achaia, the city of Athens, and most recently we've been traveling with him in his journeys at the city of Corinth down in the Peloponnese. Uh, today, we are going to come to the end of Paul's second missionary journey, but before we do, we still have a few events left to talk about during his time in the city of Corinth. So, we're going to be looking at Acts chapter 18, and we'll start our reading in verse 12. And to begin, I'm going to read verses 12 down to 23. But when Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews made a united attack on Paul and brought him before the tribunal, saying, This man is persuading people to worship God contrary to the law. But when Paul was about to open his mouth, Galeo said to the Jews, If it were a matter of wrongdoing or vicious crime, O Jews, I would have reason to accept your complaint. But since it is a matter of questions about words and names and your own law, see to it yourselves. I refuse to be a judge of these things. And he drove them from the tribunal. And they all seized Sosthenes, the ruler of the synagogue, and beat him in front of the tribunal. But Galio paid no attention to any of this. Now after this, Paul stayed many days longer and then took leave of the brothers and set sail for Syria and with him Priscilla and Aquila. At Centria, he had his hair cut, for he was under a vow. And they came to Ephesus, and he left them there. But he himself went to the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to stay for a longer period, he declined. But on taking leave of them, he said, I will return to you if God wills. And he set sail from Ephesus. When he had landed at Caesarea, he went up and greeted the church, and then went down to Antioch. And after spending some time there, he departed and went out from one place to the next through the region of Galatia and Phrygia, strengthening all the disciples. Let's pray as we begin today. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for the travels of the Apostle Paul, for his sharing of the gospel of Jesus Christ, to everyone uh, with whom he came into contact. And uh, we pray that as we look into these uh, final events of his time in the city of Corinth during his second missionary journey, that you would speak to our hearts through your Holy Spirit and that the gospel of Jesus Christ would become real and alive in our lives and in our hearts as well. It's in Jesus' great name we pray, amen. So we are told that uh, in the final days when Paul is at Corinth, now remember he has been there for a year and six months. If you look back at Acts 18 and verse 11, he's uh, told by Jesus in a vision that he should remain there quite a bit longer. And so now we're told that the Jews attacked Paul and that this happened while uh, Gallio was proconsul of Achaia. Now, corresponding evidence from the Greek world actually comes from uh, the city of Delphi, uh, which has an inscription that was found in the temple of Apollo at Delphi. Sometimes this is called the Delphi inscription or the Galeo inscription. And this makes very clear that Galeo was proconsul in Achaia between the summer of A.D. 51 and A.D. 52. And so likely this event occurs either in the summer or fall of A.D. 51. Now the Jews are uniting together after Paul has been ministering in Corinth for about a year and a half, and they would have been very upset uh, with Paul, who was saying that the Messiah of the people of Israel had come and was now here. His name was Jesus The Jewish leadership in Jerusalem had put him to death, uh, but he had been raised from the dead by God the Father and was alive today, seated at the right hand of God the Father in heaven. This radically changed the message of Judaism, and uh, so the Jews would have been quite upset with Paul's preaching and the success that he had in calling many to faith in Jesus Christ. The accusation of the Jews now, as they bring him before Galileo, the proconsul, is that Paul is trying to persuade people to worship the Hebrew God contrary to their law. The Jews had been given privileges by the Romans and were exempt from worshiping many of the state deities as long as they made a daily sacrifice. Uh, for the emperor, on behalf of the emperor. Now, Paul, in verse 14, is about to open his mouth to speak, but before he even has the chance to do so, uh, Galileo, the proconsul, responds to the accusations of the Jews, and he is very negative toward them. He tells the Jews, that he would be able to accept their complaint if it were a matter of wrongdoing or vicious crime, if Paul had actually done something that needed Roman attention. However, he says, since it was a matter of questions about words and names and your own law, he says to them, see to it yourselves, deal with it yourselves. So Gallio uh, refuses to judge the matter and made them leave the tribunal area, uh, the area of the Bema seat or the judgment seat. He actually drives them away from the judgment seat. Well, the Jews are sort of uh, infuriated now. Their hands are tied. They can't really do anything to Paul uh, because he hasn't done anything wrong. And so instead, they seize one of their own, Sosthenes, who is called the ruler of the synagogue. Now, this is very uh, interesting in Corinth here. At the beginning of Paul's ministry, we are told back in verse 8 that Crispus, is the ruler of the synagogue, and that he and his entire household believe in Christ at that time. Well, now here we are, perhaps a year and a half later, there's a new leader for the synagogue, because Crispus most likely would have been cast out uh, by the devout Jews there. So Sosthenes now is brought uh, out, he is the leader of the synagogue, and he is publicly beaten by the Jews in front of the tribunal. We're not exactly sure what's going on here, uh, but Sosthenes later seems to become a follower of Christ. In Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians 1.1, he talks about Sosthenes as writing the letter with him. And so perhaps because of this beating that Sosthenes receives, maybe the Jews are just extremely mad that he hasn't taken more of a proactive role of leadership in doing something about Paul's gospel, likely because Sosthenes himself was being convinced that uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ was true. Um, And so they publicly beat him. Uh, He may turn to Christ as a result of this, and so join up with Paul's group and travel with him to the city of Ephesus uh, later on. By the end of these set of verses, in verse 17, Galileo is paying no attention to the Jews' beating of Sosthenes. He thinks this is their internal matter, and it does not concern Roman law at this point. In the next set of verses, 18 and following, Paul stays for some time longer in Corinth and then sets out to return to Syria with Priscilla and Aquila. Now, we aren't sure why Priscilla is named first here and many other times in the New Testament, Perhaps she had a more prominent position in society than her husband did, or was more well known. Uh, perhaps she outlived her husband, and so by the time uh, Luke was writing, uh, she may have been more known to Luke's audience than her husband. Whatever the case, it's not uncommon for her to be listed first uh, in the pair. Now, Paul has his hair cut at Sincrea uh, because he was under a vow. Uh, although freed from the law, Paul still subjected himself to the law at some times for special purposes. We don't know exactly the purpose of this vow that he had taken, but it seems to have something to do with the Nazarite vow that's described back in Numbers chapter 6. Paul may have taken this vow as a way to specially dedicate himself to the Lord's work while he was in this, the city of Corinth. So the group crosses the Aegean and comes to Ephesus where Priscilla and Aquila stay. He enters the Ephesian synagogue and has some good response there. In fact, the Jews ask him to stay for uh, a little bit longer. However, he's determined that he needs to return to uh, Syria, to the, the church at Antioch. So he declared his intention to return if it was in God's will in verse 21. And then he sets sail, leaving Priscilla and Aquila at Ephesus, To return to Israel, and upon returning to Israel, he goes first to the port city of Caesarea and then greets the church. He goes up to greet the church, the text says. This is perhaps a reference to the church in Antioch. Uh, If he were completing a Nazarite vow, he might have gone to the temple to make a sacrifice there as part of the completion of uh, this vow. And then he travels back down from the Judean mountains to the coast and to the north to the city of Antioch in Syria. And finally, in verse 23, uh, Paul begins his next series of travels without much delay, traveling back through Galatia and Phrygia, uh, likely revisiting the churches that were started in those regions. He's said to have been strengthening All the disciples as he went. Now, in the final verses of chapter 18, we read about a man by the name of Apollos who comes to the city of Ephesus. This is verse 24. Now, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was an eloquent man, competent in the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately uh, the things concerning Jesus, though he knew only the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue, but when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately." And when he wished to cross to Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to welcome him. When he arrived, he greatly helped those who through grace had believed, for he powerfully refuted the Jews in public, showing by the scriptures that the Christ was Jesus. So Apollos, a Jew from Alexandria, arrives in Ephesus He is an eloquent man. He's competent in the scriptures, knowing the law of Moses. Amazingly, he has been instructed in the way of the Lord. Now, the way of the Lord here is, in part, uh, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but not to its full extent, shown by the next phrases. He spoke and taught accurately the things concerning Jesus though he knew only the baptism of John. He didn't have the, the full information that the Messiah of Israel had come in the person of Christ. He knew only the, the message of John that the Messiah was coming. Likely, he had heard about this message from John the Baptist or those who had been impacted from him, but did not know about the coming of Jesus explicitly. So he starts speaking in the synagogue, and when Priscilla and Aquila hear him, they take him aside and explain to him that the Messiah has come now in the person of Jesus Christ. Apollos then crosses over into Achaia, supported by believers at Ephesus, and even going down uh, to as far as Corinth as we find out in 1 Corinthians. Uh, So Paul was not the only one through whom God was working to spread the glorious gospel message. He's using Apollos and he'll use others as he continues to impact the Mediterranean world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu slash partners.